Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 15 on WFAN. It's Rosie Paul Rosenberg here with you. We have found him and efforted him. The legendary, the one and only Steve Summers joins me. Stevie. Paulie, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Well, Good morning. I, I'm, I'm doing okay. Um, if uh, Mike and the Mad Dog and Stephen A. Smith could have that reunion two-hour program that I saw the other day, you and I can have a one-hour or so reunion oh, Steve, as you, well. You, Steve, you're, Steve, you're so too kind. now. Stevie, you are 100% too kind. Before we get into the sports and everything, because I know people have already told me that they want to talk to you. Okay. So if you want to get on the line, 877-337-6666. We'll start with just today. What are your thoughts on the Kyrie Irving situation? Well, I hope the Nets get rid of that anti-Semite. That's number one. He just wants to get paid. He's not worth the trouble. And, yes, uh, he's a great player. We all acknowledge that. We all recognize that. And where he would really like to go if he doesn't get that extension with the Nets, he wants max money. He's not a max player, doesn't show up half the time. He's not reliable. Great player. you got to keep uh, reminding everybody about that. But get rid of the anti-Semite. I wouldn't want him on the Knickerbockers, and that's the only team I really care about. And by the way, real quick, about the Knickerbockers, Randall does not belong as an all-star selection. The one Knickerbocker who belongs in the all-star game is Brunson. He has made it easier for Randall. He's made it easier for himself and the rest of the team. And no, they're not championship caliber. They're missing a couple of pieces. And Yes, they are. And Barrett has had his issues and, and has been benched and so forth and so on. But the real all-star so far for the Knickerbockers is Brunson. Brunson's been wonderful. Randall should be on that all-star team. Brunson has been great. And that was that and a lot of people didn't like the deal that they gave him. They thought it was too much money. He wasn't that good of a player. And he is very quickly kind of shutting everybody up saying he's got the skills to get that money and get and elevate the Knicks to a higher level. Yeah. Oh no, he's he's really been the the key you know, to them being competitive. You beat uh, Miami, you, you take care of Boston. You know, you're a good team. They're not a great team, but they're a very good team. They're very competitive. 
Uh, they fight very hard, and uh, they show up in the fourth quarter most of the time. So the bottom line is Brunson really has been the all-star for the Knickerbockers. I mean, I'm not saying Randall hasn't had a decent season. He's uh, put up good numbers, but Brunson is the key. I, Steve, I couldn't agree more. That is, This is Steve Summers. On WFN, if you want to get involved in the conversation, say hi to Steve. We're going to do that in a little bit. 877-337-6666. That's the phone number to call if you want to get involved and chat with me and chat probably more with Steve Summers than myself. Well, they'll chat with both of us. 100%. But here's the thing. Uh, Are you going to miss Tommy? Are you going to miss the so-called GOAT? who is not really the GOAT of all time, that's we, for sure. We all know about Shady Brady and Bill and, Belichick, don't we? And he's lost Super Bowls also. So uh, the bottom line is that, uh, uh, to me, he's not the greatest of all time. You can break it down era to era to era. And if I can quote uh, from the aforementioned uh, first take uh, with uh, Stephen A. Smith and Mike and the Mad Dog the other day, which was a very sedated uh, two hours. Well, I do think the Brady news kind of ruined the flow. It that, did. That yeah. had to have ruined I the mean, entire... Uh, you you got to love it when the young lady who was uh, the co-host along with Stephen... Molly, Molly Karam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, you should have seen her face when uh, the name Otto Graham uh, was brought up. I mean, to me, that, that uh, was just a big smile... And a chuckle. I mean, she had no idea about Autumn Graham, and nor should she, being the millennial uh, that she is. She tried to bring it back to Brady and of and uh, the quarterbacks. And I heard you talking at the very beginning of the segment here, Paulie, about you know the Jets. Uh, they're not going to get Aaron Rodgers. He'll either retire, which I don't think he's going to do. There's too much money still on the table. And here's another thing. I don't think Rodgers wants to retire in the same year as Brady, where they would have to share the stage uh, at the Hall of Fame induction in Canton, Ohio. That's an interesting take. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Rodgers. So you think Rodgers? And I don't think he would go go to the Jets. Right. So you think Rodgers is that essentially egotistical? That he would not want to retire in the same year as Tom Brady, well, so he didn't have to right. share that. That's yeah. a. I, I don't think that's going to. And, and Rogers is a drama queen. Yes, but uh, the uh, talent. Is, yeah, uh, he's so, so good at. Uh, he's so good at quarterbacking, obviously. And the Jets have a win now team. Yeah, well, there. Yeah, they may. They may need a little bit more of a win now team that could use a quarterback is the 49ers, and uh, Rodgers went to Cal, grew up yes. like Brady did, of a 49er fan. Yes. But Brady, uh, I do believe he's going to stay retired. That's number one. Rodgers, I think, is going to stay in Green Bay. Where the Jets should go for a quarterback, and you mentioned his name, he's not the best, but uh, I think either Carr or Garoppolo is going to end up. Remember that Salah used to work with the 49ers. Yep. I think the 49ers and Salah and the Jets could probably work something out for Garoppolo, uh, who uh, I don't, I've never trusted, and uh, and Carr, who just won a uh, you know a, a, what a passing competition uh, with the Hall of Fame, uh, and uh, with uh, it was an accuracy uh, competition with passing. 
and uh, and Carl just won it. Though I guess what twenty four hours ago. Yes, he did. Yeah, so he's not 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 wasn't all that accurate all the time with the Raiders, but uh, with the competition, it means absolutely nothing, and nobody uh, pressuring him or coming after him. He uh, wins the accuracy competition, but it's either going to be. Uh, it's either going to be, I would think, Paulie, uh, either Carr or Garoppolo. I think one of those two. I, I think that's probably where it's heading. The Niners do expect Garoppolo to leave via free agency. Oh yeah. Roger said yesterday at the Pebble Beach Pro Am that he is not going to San Fran. Nobody knows if he was kidding or not. But oh no, he, he, he's no, he's being serious. Yeah. Right. So he says. So, but again, the Jets have this. You know, they have a window now where if they even had a competent quarterback last year, they make the playoffs. And then yeah, after- oh, yeah, I agree. The Jets are definitely on the rise. And, yeah, they uh, a quarterback, I mean, let's face it, that's the most important position. So, yeah, they uh, with a competent uh, quarterback. You know, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. So you don't have to be, you know, uh, a Dan Marino or Rodgers, uh, even a Brady uh, to be a, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but if the Jets had somebody that could not make mistakes and and just uh, keep the ball with his own team, right? Uh, the no, bottom they, line is, yeah, they're a playoff team. They're a playoff team. Question. If they have, you know, even if you want to go to the team that's also in New York, the Giants. If the Jets have Daniel Jones on the team, they're probably a quarter. They're probably a playoff team. Yeah, and, and that, they have to be careful about paying. Uh, Saquon Barkley, he'll be back with the team. They need him. They need a healthy Barkley. They need a Barkley that can play, and they need some other pieces. Yes, they too. do. So, but uh, no, Daniel Jones came, uh, you know, came of age this uh, uh, this season. He was good, not great, but he was very, very good. He certainly improved. And how much money would you? How, what do you think the Giants should do with Daniel Jones? That's been a that's been a big topic of conversation on the fan. What they should do with Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, how they should kind of divvy up to you franchise tag Saquon and kind of sign Daniel Jones to a short term, bigger money type deal. What is the Steve Summers take? Yeah, on the Giants? well, again, I don't get into money too much because it's not mine. And uh, the but the bottom line is he'll be back. They'll probably work out some kind of a deal uh, for um, a couple of years with club options and incentives, and uh, I, 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 and then they may have to tag uh, Barkley. They certainly don't want to give him major, major money. And uh, as as the running back that he is, he misses time. Uh, but Daniel Jones, you know, they definitely want him, and he wants to be a giant. Uh, that doesn't give him much, uh, much uh, uh, leverage, and he wouldn't be as useful to any other team uh, other than the Giants anyway. So the bottom line is uh, you know, the coach, uh, the the staff is terrific. Uh, they believe in him, and uh, certainly they have helped uh, uh, Daniel Jones uh, uh, tremendously. And they have to stay healthy. I mean, uh, they could have won the division, obviously, the second half of the season, and then some was a major disappointment. There's no question about that. But they're going to be on the rise. Uh, They're in, uh, let's face it, a tough division. You're in there with Philadelphia. Even the commanders are competitive. And, of course, you know, with... America's uh, team. Yeah, sure. So, uh, when with Dallas. So, 
Uh, the bottom line is it's it's a tough division, but you have to have Jones. He'll be back, and he should be improving. He could be like Josh Allen. It took him a while. It takes um, you know, well, it took Eli Manning a while. Yes, it so, did. Yeah. Now so, the, the... I, you know, I, I think uh, I, I, you, you, your uh, proposal for a deal for uh, Daniel Jones, I go along with it. I'll, I'll sign up for that. Right, and I, and I think that's the pr- and and that's the problem that the Jets going back to the Jets is because they don't want to give up on Zach Wilson this quickly. Because again, it's only been two years. Yeah, he's a stiff folly. But he, yeah, that's the not, that's the problem yeah, is he's that back, he's back up. He's, he's got got confidence problems. Yes. He's got mechanical problems. Yes. He had no competition in college. It was a bad choice. Yeah. No, I th- I think at this point it's and this is two this is two picks in a row, two high picks from the Jets. Yeah. In Darnold and Zach Wilson that could have really changed the franchise and set the franchise up for success. That yeah. they've swung on, oh, that they swung and missed on, and again they've hit. Sauce Gardner, it was great. Brees Hall, Elijah yeah. Tucker, Makai Becton, Leonard Williams. I mean, Leonard Williams is on the Giants. Excuse me. Yeah. The Quincy Williams, Quinn and Williams, the whole nine yards. They've hit on a lot of these, but the most important position in all of sports is quarterback, and they haven't had a quarterback, you know, probably since Mark Sanchez or Chad Pennington. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And you can go back to Vinny Testaverde. I thought you were going to go back to Namath. I, 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 oh, I should. <laughs> I, 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 I should go back to Namath. Yeah, Good yeah. grief. On the well, sh- yeah, well, the, the, I, the, seriously, I think because, you know, I mean, uh, Brady is out, and I believe he'll stay out this time. And then Rodgers, uh, he's not going to retire. There's too much money left on the table. And, again, he doesn't want to be in the same Hall of Fame class as Brady. That's for sure. So he'll play at least one more year, and I think that's going to be in Green Bay. And uh, and then, of course, uh, Garoppolo or Carr uh, would certainly be an upgrade, as long as they could stay healthy, too. And, and you get the running back in the corner uh, coming back and staying healthy, and everybody else uh, one year with more experience. And we'll see what they can do in the draft. We'll see what they can do with free agency and any and all trades that they might make, the Jets are going to be heard from. And I know people have heard that before. Yes, they have. Yeah, but uh, I think they they can be cautiously optimistic, but optimistic is the operative word. 877-337-6666, that's the phone number. I see calls on the line already waiting to talk to Steve Summers. We're going to get to them in a few minutes, but on the subject of football, we have a Super Bowl coming up next week. We haven't touched that topic yet tonight, so what better time to touch it that topic than now? We have the Chiefs and the Eagles, the wonderful handicapper, Mr. Fearless Forecaster, if he is there or not, I don't know, <laughs> but... What is your take on the Super Bowl? Who do you like? I think I'll give you uh, I'll give you the tagline uh, for Fearless. He's sleeping at the moment, but if you get uh, the necessary element, um, I can do uh, the last line. We're we're gonna. Well, I will. Uh, we will yeah, search take a break for the and then uh, and then come back and yes, we will. We will circle back to the. We will circle back to Fearless. Yeah, can tonight. you find Fearless? We will circle back to we will circle back to Fearless before I get you off the line. Okay, very good. So, but it so forgetting Fearless, let's go to Steve Summers. Yes. What is Steve Summers' opinion on oh, Super I want Bowl Philadelphia Fifty Seven? Philadelphia with a point and a half. So you think 
you like Philly in the game. Oh, sure. Okay, that okay. Yeah, I, I yeah, you can have Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes and uh, he's amazing. There's no. I, I listen. I thought Cincinnati was going to beat him for the fourth consecutive time. So goes. Uh, what a terrible, uh, terrible penalty uh, at the end there. But uh, but nonetheless, uh, I mean, penalties. No, the, the and and the officials had a bad week last week. Oh, and and every game. Yes. Uh, there's no question about that. But uh, no, I think Philadelphia is more balanced, better team. And, uh, and listen, Kansas City is uh, to be heard from, but I like Philadelphia a lot. The Steve Summers prediction. And let's hope if Philadelphia wins, we don't get the Empire State Building lit up in oh. green. Oh, can you believe they did? Oh, now, clearly, I, that, that's incredible. Clearly, it was a marketing stunt, and it worked for them because people because that was a that that that, that, that was a storyline, and that was that lasted a good news cycle. Yeah, is and I don't know how much money the Empire State Building was paid, or what the deal was with the NFL or the city of Philadelphia. Well, I think, but, well, I think it was just stupidity. I mean, if anything, put another crack in the Liberty Bell. Cheesesteaks for everybody in South Philly. There we go. On Broad Street. No, no, no. You don't light up the Empire State Building for the Philadelphia Eagles. you got to be joking. I... No, I, no, I think it just was a major, major faux pas. A major mistake. I... I think most people agree with that take, Steve. Steve, you want to take some calls? Yeah, sure. Let's start it off with your namesake. Let's Steve in Washington Heights is on the fan. Steve, you're talking to Paulie and Steve. How are you? Wow, I, what a night! I, I love radio, and Steve, I've been <laughs> I called Indy for ten years. This is amazing. I wasn't expecting it. I hope you and Robin are doing well. Yeah, you touched on everything. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. No, I was just gonna say we're doing okay. Thank you for asking. Awesome. Steve, you have three nicknames, the Smoozer, Captain Midnight, and Fearless Forecaster. I mean, <laughs> wow, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot, really. And never lived up to all three. But, that's uh, not true. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, well, over 34 years, you know, once in a while you come uh, come along. And the interesting thing is the schmoozing, uh, I mean, who knows if any of these things are going to stick. Fearless forecaster included Captain Midnight. When I first started, uh, I wanted to call the program Midnight Madness, and and, yeah. and management didn't like that at all, so we had to change it. It became with the Captain Midnight, and it wasn't even my idea originally. And the really? old 1930s national radio show with Captain Midnight is the open that we used to use. And the Fearless Forecaster... I was using when I was 17 and 18 years old, mm. just starting out in the business on a top 40 radio station doing wow. high school sports. And that's where the Fearless wow. Forecaster absolutely de debuted. Wow, that's a great debut and a great backstory, Steve. I mean, Steve, it's so good you're back on. We miss you, buddy. We, we miss you so much, Steve. I well, I, I miss the camaraderie, too. I see Paulie every now and then. Uh, good. We, and and uh, he produced for a long time with me, and, yeah. and we've become good friends. And uh, No, I, yeah. I miss it uh, sometimes, too. You know, I always used to say, even when I was on the air, how do you retire from talking? <laughs> Steve, that's beautiful, bud. Uh, so, Steve... I I just I'm so glad for this time, but I want to see what you think about 
the Mets and everything else moving forward. And I'm with you on, uh, I think Carr has that, uh, something to prove thing. Like, uh, like, yeah. a, like almost like I, I, I'm with you. I, everybody's on Rogers, but, uh, I'm with you. Uh, on yeah. Everybody. I, yeah. And no, I don't want to do the Brett Favre thing again. That's a short to uh, short term solution and no guarantee. Um, uh, even though he would have more weapons, uh, yeah. uh, uh, lacking a uh, uh, maybe a Javante Adams that he really missed him. Uh, but of course. Uh, but the bottom line is, uh, yeah. The, I mean, but I don't want to see Brett Favre uh, uh, type situation again. And uh, Rogers, as I say, uh, I think it'll be one more year for an awful lot of money. Of course, yeah, uh, with Green Bay. That's a great point you made. He isn't going to retire. That's a. Fun- phenomenal schmoozer side of it steve i want to ask you about like old school stuff like i want to make a request for the jerome zone or the (laughs) king some of your great production pieces that just are just really great relics of radio so hopefully you know what you just said means a great deal because uh the production pieces paul arzuman was uh, the yeah. fellow in production that put everything together. Uh, we would talk every morning. I would give him an idea. Uh, we would talk about the elements. What I wanted to do was use radio, use sound, use the medium yeah. uh, for not only you know sound effects and music and and uh, yeah. sound bites and play by play highlights and just use whatever, even for movies and TV. Using yeah. sound and and music and uh, all part of uh, the program, and you never know if it's going to work. Thank God, I got very lucky. See, you want to be good because you're in New York City. You want to be good no matter where you're working or what you do, yes. but you have to be very, very lucky. And I, I think I was as much, if not more, lucky than good uh, most of the time. But the production pieces were fun to do, and um, and, okay. and they did work. Yes. Steve, we were so lucky to hear them. I mean, I know a lot's changed with the fans, Steve, but you're so loved by just all the, like, the Ningo, all the guys, they they always say, Brandon and Tierney, that there's just something about you that that, that really encapsules, like, what New York sports is and uh, oh, you know, well, your I'm love sure. of radio. <laughs> Steve, thanks sure for the call, I buddy. I, I think thanks. it's... Uh, Thank I you think, for the call, Steve. Uh, yeah, thanks very much for the call, and... Yeah, here we are kissing each other's ass, but uh, the bottom line is, I, I listen, you hear negative, uh, you know that not everybody is going to like what you do or how you do it or what you do, and I'm aware of that. I, I'm aware of how humbling the business is, but I'm also very grateful that I was able to last with good luck, there's no question about it. And that's, It was all skill. What are you talking oh, about, yeah, Steve? Right. It, it was, it was Steve, it was all skill. Yeah, you know better. Uh, there are nights when the, the energy wasn't there or, you know, you didn't feel as prepared as you should have been. And said, no, 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 you can't go through any job in, in or out of broadcasting without having off nights or bad of, nights. Of course. Uh, and and you were there. You were producing for a long time. so That I was. You heard the good and the bad. I, I heard both. We'll do one more call, then we'll take a break, then we'll finish up with some more calls. Okay. This is Steve Summers on WFAN. Real quick, Tommy in Brooklyn is on the fan. Hey, Tom. Tommy. Um, yeah, right here. Thanks. Steve, this is an honor, man. Hey, Tommy. 
what a surprise hearing your voice. Let me tell you, I work nights and driving home from work, I got to try to keep my eyes open. I used to turn the radio on every day and hear your voice, and you used to make me laugh so hard the whole way home. Falling asleep wasn't even an option. Uh, that means a lot to me, and thanks for being there. I, I've always said two-way street. You're not there. I wasn't going to be there either. Well, see, there's a lot of guys out there like me that I never called. I've been listening to you forever, and I, I never called. And there's a lot of guys that never called. never get to actually thank you. Oh, sure. And I turn the radio on. I hear your voice. I'm like, you know what? I got to call. I got to get through to this guy because you're the best, man. I remember one night you took a call. You were like, on the, on the call is uh, John from Ohio. John, why do you live in Ohio? <laughs> and you caught this guy off guard. He didn't even know what to say. He wanted a call about, like, LeBron James. And he was like, he was like what? You were like, why do you live in Ohio? Like, because uh, my family moved here when I was a kid. You were like, all right, fair enough. What do you got? And I was laughing so hard. It was great. But uh, let me tell you, the reason I wanted to talk to you was I miss I miss those monologues you're talking about with your producers putting together with the movie lines and the songs. And, like, I can't even imagine the stuff you'd be putting together with us losing. Yeah, well, I am, working on, I, I am working on memoirs. You know, okay. it's uh, giving me something to do. So... I am working on memoirs. It's not going to be a tell-all book, but it will have monologues in there and maybe even some new ones. I, uh, I, I appreciate that. Some of those monologues took a few hours to finish the sentence, and other monologues took about 10 or 15 minutes. It just uh, it was there and just came to me. But uh, some of the monologues were good, and some were not so good. I mean, I have to be very honest with myself. And some of them worked. And I think the key to any of those monologues outside of a little bit of content was the delivery. I think a oh, lot yeah, of absolutely. That, yeah, I think that had a lot to do with Because when you're writing for radio, people only hear it one time. If you're writing for uh, a, you know, a website, a newspaper, a magazine, some blogging, uh, then people could reread what you're writing. But radio, for the most part, they're only going to hear it one time. So the writing was pretty simple. I always thought it was the delivery uh, that made the monologue work. Absolutely, and not to mention the material. And that's why I feel like it's a shame, because if you were around, I mean, us getting Cohen and then getting Scherzer and then losing to Grom and getting Verlander. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope so Paulie or Keith, Keith McPherson has had me on a couple times, and... Uh, he knows I'm a, a Metropolitan fan, so uh, I uh, those are terrific moves, and they're in a tough division. I mean, you got Atlanta in there, you got Philadelphia in there. They're always going to be, and even Miami on occasion uh, could give the Mets a hard time. But uh, they're going to compete for the division, and they're a better team as we speak right now. I'll say one thing about uh, the Correa situation. He would have had to have terminal cancer for me <laughs> not to sign him. I you know would have signed him. I don't care what the doctors were going to say about, you know, what could happen, what's arthritic, what isn't arthritic. I would have signed him right now. You know what, though? Cohen wants to win. He's got the money. He's going to go out there for two teams to turn him down for this injury. There had to be more to the story that we... Yeah, I, I guess so. But from what I understand, you know, and I say this facetiously, God forbid, uh, with the cancer, but it would have had to be like he can't stand up maybe tomorrow, <laughs> uh, and, then, and then I'm not going to sign him. I mean, the Minnesota uh, re-signed him. We'll see how many games he misses 
with uh, Minnesota. And, and everyone gets injured. They get tired. They need days off. I understand all of that. But I think he's going to be able to play. And now he's got something to play for. And, uh, I, I, you know, you're right about Cohen. I love the guy. He's not the Will Ponzi's. That's for sure. And real quick on the Correa ankle for Tom and Steve. I mentioned this earlier. John Heyman earlier this week in the post said one doctor suggested Correa has the worst ankle he's ever seen. Oh, is that right? So that was from, and that's from John Heyman. So let's, let's all, all and and again, he, so he made, how many games he misses for Minnesota. Right. So I think, although the, Although, and we, we're going to get into this, I wanted to get into this later in the night, we can get into it now, the Mets still have an offensive issue. Correa would have solved that issue, provided yeah. he was healthy. They are running back the same team offensively, and they are banking on Francisco Alvarez and Brett Beatty to really carry this lineup. And I don't know if I feel confident in Mets rookies carrying the lineup, because again, the Mets are another win-now team. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, and I guess Escobar. You want another good season from him? He'll be over. Yeah, there. absolutely. Yeah. Now these are all good points. Listen, I'm going to let you guys go. I just want to touch on something real quick. You guys mentioned before that I feel like no one's bringing up. I'm not a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. I'm a diehard Giants fan, but I am like a, a football nut, just like most of your listeners. But if Aaron Rodgers went to the Raiders, I don't think I don't think people realize what he's walking into. He's never had. Yeah. I think Josh Jacobs is, was the leading rusher in uh, football this year. He's never had that in his career. Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. And people are sleeping on and they forget because he was hurt all year that Darren Waller is an incredible tight end, probably the best tight end he'd be throwing to in his career. He's walking into an all-star offense that he's never had. And that's dangerous. You put him with that offense, and that is a win-now team. I mean, that division is stacked. It's ridiculous, but that would be some good football, man. I, watching Aaron Rodgers with that running back and that receiver and that tight end, that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous formula. I'm going to run, Steve. God bless. And God and, uh, bless you, too. Thanks, Thank thanks you again. very Great much here. for calling the two of us. And we'll see about Rodgers. I, you know, I mean, listen, anything is uh, possible, uh, whether he ends up with the Raiders. And he'd love to be playing with Devontae Adams again. He really missed him this year. Although he did develop, uh, you know, his uh, uh, he had a receiver to throw to, and his tight end made a couple of passes. But he, I thought, regressed. I thought he showed his age. He looked bored. He looked disinterested half the time. That he and, did. Uh, and, 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 of course, he didn't have the kind of team uh, that he was hoping uh, to be playing with. But uh, we'll see what happens with Rodgers. I think uh, my two cents worth and that's about all that it's worth. I think he stays in Green Bay. I and so I, I think and again eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. That's the number to call if you want to chat with Steve Summers. We ready? We have some line, some callers on the line already. We'll get to that. We'll get to those callers shortly. One other thing though on Aaron Rodgers, I think that's the key is do Jets when you when Jets fans think of the possibility of getting Aaron Rodgers they always kind of think of Brett Favre and it's almost you know like a you know that's a bad trigger it's a bad memory for them even though I don't know how similar both situations are well what I'd like to see is the Jets have a quarterback that's under the age of 40 and that you could grow with and and move forward with I mean, what would you have Rodgers for? One year, maybe two, and then what? You're not developing anyone. I mean, you got a backup. And what's it, your what's your on the subject of development? 
What if Zach Wilson learns and sits behind Rodgers for two years? Well, that's that's also hypothetical. Sure, no, of course, yes. I I, I have no idea. I, I don't. It certainly could. Well, hurt he him. needs reps. He needs uh, uh, Wilson needs work. He needs to go back to school. Is what he needs. But he needs to go to a football factory. Uh, um, you know where he's from. That just uh, didn't make it, and competition not there, and uh, he's not a, a mobile quarterback, and. Uh, I don't. I, he doesn't see the field. He holds onto the ball too long. Uh, granted, you have to have a supporting cast around you, right? Need the offensive line and everything. Oh, sure. But uh, I just, I, I, to me, he's a backup. I, I know. I, listen, at this point, he's a backup. I just wonder if he's learn if he's sitting behind Rogers and Rod, and he can learn something from Rogers. Well, ask we Jordan the Love. Well, that worked. Well, Paulie, ask Jordan Love what he's learned from Rogers. That that's a fair that's a, that's a that's a fair argument. That's that that that's fair. And again, I, I I'd love to talk to Jordan Love about that. Yeah. And but I think that no, I think that's fair. But I just don't know. It it couldn't possibly hurt Zach Wilson to learn from Aaron Rodgers. I guess that's kind of well. He needs to play. I don't, but he doesn't need to play for the Jets. And uh, if uh, they do get themselves Carr or Garoppolo or or even uh, Aaron Rodgers for the sake of conversation, you know, trade him, get rid of him. And uh, I I don't you know if he's no longer on the team, let another team develop him. And there aren't too many teams that would want him. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is the phone number to call. We go out to Hamden, Connecticut. Paul is on the fan. Paul, hello, Steve. Hey, Remember Paul. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Well, we're hope doing okay. I hope you too. Yeah, you know, when I hear you, I think of Bob Eastler and the old days, and it's a pleasure to hear your voice again. And I know you're doing all right. Yeah, no, we're coming along. You know, again. I just talk my wife's ear off all every day, and there's a doorman across the street, a big Green Bay Packer fan, and he's a doorman at this uh, the elevator doorman building, and and we talk. Oh no, I mean uh, the, uh, and I listen to the station, and uh, and yeah. you know follow what's going on. I get your thoughts, I get everyone's thoughts. So uh, the bottom line is, uh, it's uh, again. It's uh, the next chapter. I'm working on memoirs, so uh, we'll see how that uh, turns out and what uh, happens with that. And working with a, a very established author and former sports uh, illustrated editor uh, who was a fan of the station and listened late yeah. at night when we were there. So we'll see how the, this works itself out. But. In the meantime, everyone is uh, doing okay, and it's nice of you to ask. Hey, cool. You know what? You remember the last time I, we spoke? I said, I hope to God that me and you are still alive when the Jets win the Super Bowl. And we will be. still alive, and they haven't won the Super Bowl, but hopefully it's wishful thinking. Huh? Well, we'll we'll be around in spirit. Yeah, you'll be around probably. I don't think anyone is older than I am, but uh, maybe John <laughs> Sterling. Uh, but, uh, hey, hey, Steve, uh, one thing I want to cut you off. Yeah. I know there's a lot of other calls. All I want to say is that I love you, man. And you know, I've talked to you forever. I want to wish you all the best and I'll let other people call in because I know your time is valuable because you're the best. And I love you, man. And it's great to hear you. And if you see Bobby, so give him my regards and you, 
All the best, man. I love you. Yes, and all the best to you. Thanks uh, very much for calling Paul and and myself. Uh, that very much appreciate. Again, it's maybe not the best radio, Paulie, kissing ass, going back and forth. But hey, but it's, it is. It's, you know what? It's it's. Well, I, I appreciate it very much. It's it's well deserved. I appreciate it. it I it, do. It is well deserved. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. That's the phone number to call. If you want to get me on Twitter. At Paul's randomness, and I did get a question on Twitter for you, Steve. Yeah, go ahead. So I'm being asked to uh, reminisce about your legendary Daryl Strawberry talk up, and then Daryl did not appear. <laughs> well, what happened is uh, uh, this was back in on the uh, summer of '87, and uh, the Mets were in St. Louis on the road, and uh, in those days. You didn't have public relations, uh, uh, you know, filtering or buffering all the calls that you wanted to make uh, to an athlete, you know, for an interview. Uh, and Daryl Strawberry, David, David Cohn used to be on all the time with us uh, back in 87, 88, uh, and uh, Tim Tuffle. Uh, they would pick up the phone in their hotel room. They would actually check into the hotel in their own name. That doesn't happen now. And again, you have to go through PR uh, with just about every team to get an athlete to come on. And if you do get them on, you have to pay them. So it's very, very difficult. But back in 87, 88, 89, when the station was first starting, the Mets would go on the road and I would call for David Cohn in the hotel in Houston, for example. He was picking up the phone, same with Tuffle, same with other Mets, including Daryl Strawberry, who I had done a story on when I was in Hollywood in the late 70s, early 80s, doing television with Brian Gumble, And I was a weekend sportscaster on Channel 4 out there, and Daryl Strawberry was in high school. And when Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden were on 3030, that ESPN uh, documentary, uh, they actually showed me uh, for a moment or two interviewing Daryl Strawberry when he was in high school. And the day we went down uh, to cover uh, his high school, Crenshaw High, in South Central L.A., uh, with Eric Davis, his best friend, uh, the great Cincinnati Red, Eric Davis was, and uh, here Daryl with the cameras rolling in the very first inning hits a grand slam. And uh, so we had more than enough right away with a nice interview with, uh, with Daryl. But uh, Sports Illustrated had referred to him when he was in high school as a black Ted Williams. That's how, uh, that's how much faith they had in Daryl becoming a very special player. Anyway, uh, back on the fan... I'm asking him this question I couldn't get. Everyone thought it was a bit. Everybody thought it was something I did on purpose. I couldn't get around to a question. And I'm talking and talking and talking and going on and on and on, and I'm not getting to the question. And Daryl just hung up on me, and I deserve to be hung up on. He hung up on you? You heard the phone click? Yep, he said, that's enough. I don't know where this guy is going. This isn't the Steve Summers that I know. And he remembered me from 
uh, from uh, his high school days. Uh, we covered him more than once for uh, Channel 4 out there in L.A. when I was there. And uh, No, 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 but he just... He uh, whatever he he might have thought that I was pulling his leg. Gotcha. I don't know what he thought. And in the future, I never brought it up to him again. He didn't bring it. Up. He might have thought it was an imposter. He might have thought somebody was maybe him. I don't know With what the bit, he thought. Yes. But he couldn't stay on the line. It was about an eight to ten minute, just uh, pontificating, saying absolutely nothing. That's why. I've always said I made a career out of talking and talking and talking and saying nothing. And I've I've heard that line. 877-337-6666. That's the phone number to call. Steve, one more segment? Yeah, sure. One I, more segment. We'll get a cigarette break. Yeah, so what we'll do is we will take a break now. We'll go to the update. Okay. We'll come back. We still have phone calls the whole nine yards. We'll do one more segment. And then I do want to ask you a little bit more on your big memoirs you're doing. That's exciting. Okay. So we'll do it. that. <laughs> so so if you're on if you want to talk to Steve, 877-337-6666. We'll take a quick break now. We'll give Steve a call. We'll if you want to hang on to hold Steve, you can. If you want to give us a call back, give me well, give me a call back and we'll go from there. Done. Beautiful. 877-337-6666. It is Rosie Triple V and Steve Summers on the fan. Freezing Saturday morning here on WFAN. It's Rosie Triple V. Paul Rosenberg here with you. 877-337-6666. That's the number to call. And right now, graciously joining us for a second segment after a nice little quick break is the wonderful Steve Summers. Steve? Yes, Paul. Hello, welcome back. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, Paul. It means a lot. Oh, my pleasure. I have somebody that wants to say hello to you. Okay. That's a voice that I miss, Steve. <laughs> and who is this? Oh, man, he doesn't even recognize my voice anymore. It's been that long. Jeez, I just did the update, too. Man. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long, Steve. It's yeah, definitely it been has too long. Been, it's uh, been a year and a couple of months. That's how I look at it. You know, and I, I will say this. Before everything happened, with you know, going back or the COVID stuff, whatever, Steve was the last person that I, I saw before we left here. And I remember he was saying gu- goodbye. And I'm like, Steve, I'll see you in like a couple of weeks. And he looked at me. <laughs> Marco, I don't know. We may never see each other again. Um, and you know what? See, Steve, th- that's, that's not cool Steve- because it was almost like you knew it was coming, like the black cloud. <laughs> I haven't seen you since. I've talked to you, but I haven't actually did- seen you since. Steve, did you tell Marco that, we, that, you, that you weren't going to see him again, possibly? Well, I hope I do see him again sometime. <laughs> I wonder if Marco is wearing the same plaid shirt. He is wearing a plaid shirt right now. Yeah. He is, obviously, right, you got me. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, Marco Belletti is wearing a plaid shirt. Yeah, Marco is just the best. And I'll tell you, if there's a Yankee fan more passionate uh, than Marco, you've got to let me know. Oh, I think it's very it's very difficult. Now, Steve, what did you think? And while I have two Yankee fans, oh, I have a Yankee fan, not Steve, of course. Uh, your thoughts on the Yankee offseason? Obviously, Aaron Judge getting re-signed, Does, did anything anything jump out at you besides the Aaron Judge re-signing? Well, the fact that you're going to have Aaron Hicks coming back, uh, is he going to be in left field on opening day? I don't think too many Yankee fans want that. He was an absolute stiff, but he, you know, he signed that big $70 million deal, 
So that's still in play. And then uh, uh, Torres, you know, even though what he did resign uh, with uh, with the Yankees, uh, he still could be traded. We'll see what happens. Uh, the Aaron Judge thing was a no-brainer, so uh, that had to happen. And uh, they could possibly use another starter, somebody else in the bullpen. They're going to be good, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, the bottom line is, I wouldn't say right now they're a championship team. Who do you think is closer? And then we'll get Marco out of here. Marco will say bye. Who do you think's closer to a World Series title, the Yankees or the Mets? I would think the Mets. I would agree with that. Marco, who's closer, the Yankees or the Mets? No doubt, the Mets. The Mets. The, I'll tell you this. The Yankees didn't get better. All they did was not get worse. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of putting it. I mean, you bring Judge back, which was automatic, but he's obviously never going to have the season that he had last year ever again. You're not going to get 62 homers, and that's fine. Even if you get 40, he's having a great year. Sure. But what did, what do they do with the rest of the lineup? The lineup is exactly the same. Rodon's a nice piece for the rotation, yeah. but their starters were already really good, so he can't get much better in that spot, and that's not been their issue. They don't hit. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. And, uh, and also uh, health has got to be uh, a consideration here. They have got to stay healthy for most of the season. That's all there is to it. The health is a big thing. All right, Steve, I'm going to say goodbye to you. Love you. Hopefully I'll see you soon, man. Hey, Marco, take care of yourself and be well. You too. Marco and Steve, this is what I do. I put people together, and they haven't been together for an, a very long time. Yeah, Husler I've seen, Minko I have seen, Ed Coleman I have seen, and Mark Melusis I have seen. Now, and me. But, uh, uh, most of the others, I I may come down one afternoon or one evening when you're on and, you know, say hello to some of yes, the other guys w- that, that I miss. Right, and at one point when I'm not on in the middle of the night, I will have to get you down to the studio so we can do this in studio. Oh, yeah. No, I, I would like to do that, re- too. Sure. Re- 877-337-6666. Tony is calling from Michigan. Tony, you're on the fan. Hi, Steve. How are you? Tony, what's happening? Not much. I, I just wanted to say, um, you know, I, I actually, it's funny because I'm actually a half Canadian Toronto sports fan living in Michigan, but I have a huge affinity for New York and New York City. And something I wanted to say to you that I'm sure I'm going to speak for a lot of people. Um, during the time of the pandemic, when the world was let's face it, the world was sideways, the world was upside down. Sure. There were a lot of people spending their nights scared, not knowing, you know, what the next day was going to bring. Your voice and your show brought so much peace and calm and was just so impactful to me. Um, As somebody, I got COVID pretty early on and I got it bad. And before the vaccines and everything came out. And, you know, none of us knew really what was going to happen from one day to the next and nighttime for somebody like me who battles depression, um, nights are hard. And I just wanted you to know that. And again, I think I speak for a lot of people, you being on the air and being the voice of reason and the voice of comfort probably I think was maybe more impactful to people like me than anything having to do with sports. Well, let me just say this. First of all, thanks. But if you, I needed you too. You have to understand, and I know this is with me like a cliche already, I needed you uh, as much as maybe 
you need to listen to a little peace and calm, I guess, uh, during a crazy time, that's for sure. But uh, you have to know that I needed you uh, just as much. And uh, that goes for those who called in and those who happened to be listening that I didn't hear from. Uh, but uh, the uh, we had no sports, so once we went through some of the best games, audio and with um, uh, talking about some of the best games that were with the Yankees and with the Mets and with right. the Knicks and with all the teams, then it had to do with how we were all going to be coping and managing the pandemic, especially at the very beginning, and it was all kind of scary and you know, it had to do with uh, quarantine and masking and right. and the uh, six feet uh, between everybody. So, uh, but uh, you have to know, and I thank you very much for your very kind words. Thank you, Steve. Uh, very, and I thank you because it does work both ways. That's not a cliche. Now, one of the best things about uh, sports talk or any talk radio is listening. And so to hear from... Uh, people that uh, may have been uh, overly concerned, uh, and that was okay. If they weren't concerned, didn't want to wear a mask, whatever uh, their uh, position was, we were going to listen to it, and uh, because it was on their mind and they felt like calling a friend or they felt like calling somebody that uh, had a familiar voice to them, uh, and there was no sports after talking about games that were, and the fan at the time were playing old Yankee games and old Met games and so forth and so on. But once all of that was uh, said and done, then people were calling and talking a lot about the fact that we had no sports and why and how and what we were all going to do coping and managing with the pandemic. But you have to know that as much as it might have been therapy for some of the listeners like yourself, it was also therapy for me. That uh, and again, Tony was a wonderful caller, and he does speak for a lot of callers to that time. And again, I, I barely even saw you, obviously, because we were all doing shows from home. It was just one person back at the studio, so it just and handling that because everything changed. It's not like you can point to me for a cue or this, that, and the other thing. So your show changed, and you had to adapt, which you did. Yeah, and I'm doing it from home. Sure. Uh, because a lot of us had to stay away from the station and and doing it from home. So, uh, you know, we were uh, doing as best we can and uh, staring at the refrigerator, the, um, the setup with the microphone and the technical equipment was in the kitchen. So I always had popcorn ready, Yes. you know, for the breaks. But the the bottom line is, uh, it was an unusual time, an historic time, um, a scary time, sure. uh, and and but still, we are, uh, have been able to get through it, and still getting through it, and it may be like the flu, where it just never goes away, but becomes manageable, yes, and becomes something that we can live with and not die from. A hundred percent. Steve, we'll do one more call, then me and you will chat. Bob in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Bob. Steve, uh, joyous uh, surprise to hear you on air this morning, my man. Well, uh, uh, I'm me too. 
Uh, you would think once uh, I'm out of there, they're uh, moving forward, and uh, uh, you become a memory. So it was nice that Paul asked me during a, a long show uh, overnight under the covers that uh, he would have me on for a couple of minutes more than happy to have a reunion with Paul, who earned uh, the opportunity, uh, who deserves the opportunity to be hosting and uh, was my producer for a long, long time. Not just a producer and a colleague, but he's become a friend. Well, I couldn't let the opportunity pass without getting a comment or two uh, from you about the state of uh, your favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, how about their kicker missing those four consecutive extra points, and then he misses a field goal. I was in seventh heaven. Uh, it was like New Year's Eve, the Mardi Gras. It was uh, the 4th of July. How much fun was that? Uh, my favorite team, of course, America's team, and that kicker having, and you and the expression on his face after every miss, one miss maybe on an extra point, maybe two. What did he miss over two games, four in a row, and then missed a field goal? Oh, no, he was great. Well, I wish them uh, another 25 years of the same luck they've had for the last 25, believe me. Yeah, well, as long as you have Dak Prescott, uh, Dallas isn't going to be winning anything. What a stiff. All he does is throw interceptions. He led the league in interceptions, and how many games did he miss? Well, but that'll be good enough for a contract extension, according to... uh, uh, Jerry's uh, logic and way of doing things. But, yeah. Uh, well, there's another one. And 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 Jerry and, and Jerry and um, uh, Mike McCarthy going to be calling the plays now because Kellen Moore went to see, went to uh, Los Angeles. That's all right. Bob, yeah, thanks yeah. for the call, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank Take you, care, man. So yeah, that was. I, I trust me. We all know. I thought of you with the Cowboys situation. One more tweet. So DJ Mr. C tweeted me saying that he dropped you off at home during a snowstorm in 2013? Oh, I remember that. I was coming out of the bank down at the, on the corner because uh, where the station uh, is. And I was at the bank, and it was snowing. My umbrella had turned itself upside down. And he was um, parking or about to leave and uh, recognized with his headlights who I was and uh, wondered or wondered who I was, and he gave me a ride home. Tremendous. Yeah. No, so, he, so he tweeted me, and there, he tweeted me the picture of you and him that you guys took together? Yeah, sure. So that is – so it's a small world. So that was uh, – he wanted to say hello as well. Well, I, if he's still listening, and I'm sure he is, uh, I thank you enough. I remember that vividly. That wouldn't have happened. Uh, and uh, listen, maybe some people knowing who I am uh, that particular night would have uh, refused to give me a ride home. But he had asked me if I could uh, use a lift. I said, if it's not out of your way, and it was out of his way, but he still uh, dropped me off, uh, you know, uh, right around where I live. So uh, I can't uh, I thank you if you're listening. Uh, I, I, I'll remember it for the rest of my life, that's for sure. Ah, oh, Steve, tremendous. And Steve, as we wrap up here, you had mentioned, and I didn't, I don't believe I knew this, that you are 
writing your memoirs, what information can you give us on that? Well, it's not necessarily going to be a tell-all book, but it will include things that uh, about what it was like working at WFAN. And uh, some of it might be controversial uh, about uh, Mike and the Mad Dog and and uh, the personalities that were on the air and management and and so forth and so on. So uh, and it'll be a, a little bit telling about myself uh, about things that uh, I didn't share with the audience, uh, personal things. I think that'll be in the book as well. Mm-hmm. More about my own family and uh, the uh, my older brother. I mean, a lot of a lot of things that were not discussed. Of course. You know, because it wasn't part of what I was paid to do. I mean, there was a lot of personal with my father and with my mother, a lot of family. Of course. uh, In the very, very beginning. But as the years went by, uh, it became more with callers and and listeners and and other people at the station. Is there a time frame that you think? Well, it's going to be from the beginning. No, on on when it's going to come out. What's that? Oh, on, when, on when the book is going to be released. Oh, well, we're still putting it together. Sure. Yeah, so it's going to be a while. If we're lucky, you know, maybe sometime later this year, but Perfect. I don't even see that happening. Gotcha. We're in the early stages of putting it together. Uh, the fellow dude is helping me is a guy by the name of Dick Friedman. Uh, the guy went to Harvard, so... Oh, he's a smart Yeah, and, and was a uh, Sports Illustrated editor also an author of a number of books uh, on sports and uh, and including golf. Um, he's written a couple of books about that and and the history of such. And, uh, and he was a listener when he was working for Sports Illustrated uh, here in New York. And, you know, we, we are, you know, collaborating and working together on uh, trying to get uh, this done. And I think, listen, I, I've said to him, do you want to really do this? Who's going to read it? Sports books don't really do a lot of selling, but this one might. And, uh, and I think we'll it's good. I think it's going to be very popular. Well, we hope so, but we'll we'll, we'll get to that point uh, when we do. But uh, in the beginning, right now, that's really where we are. Now, you know, more like you know, in the forward before we get to chapter one, Steve. You're an app. You're, you're an inc- You know what I think of you. You're an incredible human. Thank you for joining me for about an hour and five minutes. Well, thanks. early on a Saturday morning. Listen, I'm glad to hear that you're on the air. It's the way it should be. Uh, uh, given the opportunity, you're qualified. You're capable. You've earned this. And people, I'm sure, over time, if they don't know already, they'll know that you're a special human being and belong on the air in New York City. Good luck to you. Thanks for having me on, and we'll do it again. Absolutely. Steve, get some sleep, okay? You got it. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.